guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the wonderful Arsenio ZSL podcast. And today we're going to be diving into working lunches. That's right, people. How often do you have a business lunch? Okay. Now, again, a business lunch, it can, it can mean a lot of different things, right? And obviously, you know, a business lunch can mean that, you know, you go out with someone who you've never met before. It can mean, you know, you meeting over something to discuss a couple of things. And I think the last time I had done anything like this, this had to be about about two or three years ago. Okay. Now, I remember three years ago, I had an interview over a business lunch. This was great. There was this uh, a girl. Okay. Uh, I applied for some job back in 2018. And I remember, you know, uh, we met at a place called the Emporium and we met at Dean and DeLuca. And this was a wonderfully gorgeous uh, Thai girl, right? And I'm over here discussing a lot of things. And, you know, she actually paid for my lunch too, which was actually pretty awesome. Um, and she's like, yeah, you know, you're, you're the type of person I'm looking for because I have a lot of different companies and clients and this and that. And she said, I'm going to update things and send them to you. So I would always get these different types of jobs. And I remember probably around like second quarter of 2018 she ended up saying hey um you know uh i have this job right it's a construction company over here and i remember what ended up happening i was like hey so what about that job on you know saturday morning she's like oh they decided to choose another teacher and i'm like what and i'm like oh wait 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 wait. so you're sending multiple profiles there and you're allowing them to choose So remember, guys, I told you about this before, right? With my current company, I'm like, no, I'm the number one. I want you, I want myself to be the number one. If they don't want to choose me, okay, you say, all right, well, that's the end of it. I understand that from a business perspective, but don't approach me anymore. So after a big, obviously the big eruption I'd had with, you know, me arguing with a couple of the, you know, uh, the people who I actually work with in regards to the whole overcoming racism uh, podcast, uh, you know, I ended up finally getting, you know, Phillips in another company, you know, and I'm like, oh, funny how you guys ended up coming about all of a sudden. But hey, I'm all good. I'm very grateful for it. So and if you guys don't survive, even better, because the bank has come back and I got two other companies that are lined up and they're paying me probably five to six times more per hour. So just letting you know, it's all good. So anyways, um, so that was the first time I started dealing with the stupidity of the system and how some people like line up color people in this country to fail uh that was one business lunch i had okay that was one that just came to mind all of a sudden i was so happy after that like oh my god i got this job i'm so excited this and that and i had another business lunch it was a guy that was trying to coach me and it was funny because he was actually the ceo of a gym out here and i don't know if the gym has closed just yet i do believe that they're right on the cusp um, but he mismanaged everything. He lost his investors. I mean, it's pretty bad. And I'm like, wait, so you held a workshop, okay, in regards to NLP training, and yet look at your staff, look at your turnover rate, look at your, you see what I mean? So, but nonetheless, back in 2018 and 2019, I admired the hell out of him. I thought he was an amazing individual. But then I realized he was just, try, you know, looking at me from like a client, quote unquote, client perspective. And I'm like, uh, okay, you just went from being real cool to being someone who's trying to get clients. I mean, I, I appreciate the hustle and everything, but it seems like you're doing this more for you and rather than for me. So nonetheless, people, 
these business lunches, you know, uh, I don't do so much of them. Um, you know, I think, uh, boy, the last, I can't remember the last time I had a business lunch um, or met anyone like over a lunch. Hey, let's meet for, you know, to discuss a couple of things. No, that doesn't really happen often uh, unless, you know, with me uh, doing the company and probably meeting the CEO of a company that is probably east of Bangkok. Uh, about an hour east, I'll probably meet them, maybe, but nonetheless, I'm very, you know, I, I, I just, it doesn't happen much in this uh, country, especially for me. Um, but nonetheless, what you have to do, you have to try to plan the conversation topics ahead when you go on a business lunch, right? And I'm not saying that from, oh, you know, is that is that going to be really hard? You know, does this mean I have to come in with a skit? No. You have to understand gambits. You have to understand what they like. You have to understand what they don't like. You have to understand what they enjoy. There are a number of different things you have to consider, right? Because again, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm going to tell you guys a story. You know, I had this guy from, um, I used to do a joint podcast, Motivational Mentors. And the last time I spoke to him, I came on an interview earlier this year. Uh, this had to be probably around uh, February or March of this year. And you know, I used to do a joint podcast with this guy, but you know, after a while, I'm like, dude, this is taking up too much of my time and I don't see any purpose with this. What is the point of this? But anyways, I wanted to reach back out to him because I thought he was a growth friend, someone who I believe that was going to stir, like build me up and you know, that there, there, there were some great things that we could have conversed about and, you know, build my rep, whatever it may be, something that's very mutually beneficial. But with him, unfortunately, it was like 21 questions. And I'm like, dude, you're not asking me about my life. I'm like, we, I, you know, I just told you, let's get on a call to talk about some things and catch up. And you're, uh, and I asked you, hey, so how's the whole situation out there? Oh, I know what to do. I just stay away from everything. I'm like, okay, on to the next question. Are you going to ask me one? Because it shows that you're just completely disinterested right now. And you guys are going to hear some of these conversations and hear me mention this probably again uh, in the intermediate as early as the end of uh, probably the end of November um, or maybe mid to uh, the end of November. Um, and you're going to hear another podcast about how to steer conversations because it was so hard for me that I was like, dude, at the 19 minute mark, I was just going to say, hey, man, well, you know what? I'm a little bit busy. I'll see you later. Or I was just going to say, hey, my Internet went out. But then I said, you know what, let me get him to talk about something. And I said, hey, how about Mind Valley? Okay, uh, have you been taking those courses? And that's something he spoke about for seven minutes. I literally counted the minutes. And I said, after that, oh, man, yeah, that's why I want to get on the call with you, man. Thank you so much. That's not what I want to ask him. Like, Mind Valley sucks. I didn't want to ask him about anything. I wanted to catch up like I used to catch up with some of my other growth friends. But then I realized that he is a friend of the past. Although we did spend those 84 interviews, 84 hours with those individuals and luckily i got one friendship out of them okay out of those 84 individuals who we interviewed from the tw 2018 and 2019 now i understand like oh okay a pass is the pass and that's the end okay now i know where you sit so the reason why i tell you that is when i plan conversation topics normally especially with native speakers i don't have to i shouldn't have to just do the 21 questions if you guys probably go to the motivational mentors podcast there was a girl an olympian who we interviewed she's like 13 to 15 years old that 
was the heart one of the hardest interviews of my life because it was literally three to seven word responses and a lot of people would say oh well she's 13 to 15 i said i brought a girl from argentina on my podcast and she spoke like no tomorrow it was a wonderful podcast a brilliant individual okay so i don't want to hear the whole oh no but she's young no she was a native speaking american and not i'm not saying all americans are this boring and don't want to speak and they're very disinterested but to be honest with you other than having my friends back from 1999 to about 2010 i really don't got many american friends because i just vibrate at such a very high frequency and either you love my energy or you absolutely hate it and apparently westerners they just do not like it so i say (laughs) all the best thank you very much i'll be even more happier just being here does that make sense people so you know very important especially for my online coaching you know it's not it's business training not a business lunch but you got to understand what makes them tick what are topics that they will speak about people love speaking about themselves right and thinking about other tips that can make a successful business lunch because again if you go in it and you just say hello and a couple of other things that's probably not going to work. So I'm going to give you a couple of tips. Okay. Timing is everything. Okay. Make sure that you leave a plentiful amount of time for traveling. All right. Because obviously it's always good to arrive at the restaurant early. If you arrive there late, you're going to be in trouble already. If they're left waiting, oh boy, I'm telling you, the impression is already bad. I know. Thailand, they do a great job at that, okay? You don't want to give a bad impression, okay? Especially even before the meal even started, right? Also, like I already said, you got to do your research, okay? Make sure you know your guests' uh, dining requirements or preferences before booking a restaurant, right? You know, I'm not going to take someone from Japan to an Italian restaurant. I'm not going to take someone from Japan to a Mexican restaurant. Okay, I know Westerners love burgers and steaks, so I'm going to take them to maybe an all-around restaurant. You know, if they're visiting Thailand from the first time they're from India, I'm probably not going to take them to a Thai restaurant. I'm going to ask them, okay, I'm not going to take them to an Indian restaurant, but I'm going to take them to a place where there are multiple different types of cuisines. See what I mean? Now, don't take a vegetarian to a steakhouse. Or if your client or someone particularly likes Asian food, Think of, obviously, Asian foods, right? We're talking about Japanese, we're talking about Chinese, we're talking about Thai, all right? So, again, Thai people, they love, the majority of them love spicy, okay? And if you take Thai people and they're in Japan, obviously, they're going to love eating Japanese. Thai people absolutely love Japanese, right? So, you got to know the requirements. Also, you got to stay focused. Make sure you turn off your phone, okay? Before you arrive at the restaurant, please don't you dare answer a goddamn thing while you're at the restaurant, okay? No distracting noises or anything, all right? It was like when I was on the call with Luke just yesterday. And once I started talking about me and me going through a high-performance coaching program, and once I started speaking, I realized that he had become distracted with a light that was coming into his room, and then he started looking down at his phone. And I'm like, oh, this is very disrespectful. Not only are you not even listening to me, you're literally ignoring me while I'm speaking and you're not even asking questions. And this is why right after that phone call, I said, okay, that's enough. Don't you ever, 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 ever speak to me again, right? Didn't tell him. I just, he knew it because I hurry up and cut him off. 
So anyways, okay, does that make sense? Don't pick up your phone. Don't look at your phone, okay, because you're showing that whatever is on your phone is more important than they are. And especially in a business lunch, you don't want that to happen. All right. Now, remember, remember your manners, okay? Uh, Be polite, not only to the guests, but especially to the waiter, restaurant staff. Don't be an asshole. And I understand if you go to a, a business lunch with Silicon Valley folks or uh, well, b- 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 pundits, or you go to with anyone who's very high ish especially here in Thailand, right? They have a ridiculous amount of disrespect for looking down on waiters and waitresses, right? Especially my fellow, my fellow, you know, my very own African Americans. They're very rude. They could be very obnoxious. They could lash out at waiters and waitresses, saying, "Why don't I have my water? Why don't I?" Some of them can. Some of them lack patience. Some of them lack. Majority of them lack patience. Majority of them lack empathy, sympathy, compassion. They don't say thank you. They don't look them in the eyes. They don't smile. You know, when I'm out here in Thailand, you know, in uh, some people who do have money, um, you know, anytime the waiter or waitress brings out food, they don't say one word to them. You know, the girl who thinks she's all high so ish with her, you know, her her fake white skin. She's like, yeah, she just keeps looking at her phone as if that person who's the waiter or waitress is a slave. Know your manners. I don't give a damn what culture you're in. I don't know how it is out there in India. Okay. I don't know how it is in the Eastern European countries. Okay. I don't have many Europeans that listen to me. I got, you know, Spain comes around from time and time again. Uh, Italy doesn't come around so often. Uh, They used to, but not that much anymore. Uh, But, you know, primarily it is Asia. And for the most part, you know, Vietnam, phenomenal, right? Japan, for the most part, I believe phenomenal. South Korea, I don't know, right? Especially given the fact what I've been seeing in the movies, right? Thailand, if they have money, they could be very rude. Absolutely, 1,000%. If they inadvertently made their skin white they believe that they are higher than anyone else and especially the women and especially the young ones anywhere between 18 and 30 they believe that they are better than anyone and they won't even acknowledge that waiters waitresses even exist so i call people out very quickly on that you know high society people who have money they have their kids jumping all over the couch and making noises in these restaurants And I'm like, oh my goodness gracious, boy, if my mom was here, she would lose her shit. I don't give a damn how much money you have, you better have respect. And if you don't have it, I'm gonna line your ass up in so many ways, it's not even funny. And it's not for my own ego, it's for the sake that other people realize how disgusting of a human being you are. I'm trying to be nice, I'm trying to be nice, but this is why I don't go out and dine as often. And I don't pay attention to people who are dining either. Because that level of ignorance is insane. Now, if the waiter and waitress is rude, I'll ask for somebody else, no problem, you know, but, oh man, I'll give you another story, but I'm not even going to give you a story, it wasn't a business lunch, we'll talk about that later, but anyways, remember the manners, people, please just don't be rude and disrespectful, anytime a waiter, waitress comes up, went to a Japanese restaurant two, uh, two weeks ago, and, you know, I love the waiter and the waitress, they were phenomenal. You know, a couple of other people had gone there, uh, or I've gone to other places, and I always say, thank you so much, thank you, thank you, thank you. If at any given moment, my girl, you know, someone like one of my friends says a kapunka or she's a little bit rude, I'm going to say, hey, you better stop that shit. You know what I mean? I'm saying like, no, don't don't play. I don't give a damn how angry you are. Don't take your bullshit out on someone else. Okay, let your bullshit keep your bullshit. Stay your bullshit. 
but don't take it out on anyone else. You clean that bull, that attitude up by yourself, and that's the end of it. And I'm gonna give you last one. Finish up, okay? If you have hosted the meal, always remember to unfortunately you're gonna have to pay the bill for some people. Now, me, I'm not that type of person. That's why I don't have these types of lunches. Okay. And again, like out here in Thailand, anytime someone invites me, you know, uh, they always pay the bill and I'm very grateful for it. When I was at the airport, I think I had told you guys about this when I was going to Melbourne. Uh, I met uh, an accountant and an engineer living in Las Vegas near my college, as a matter of fact. This was like 11 years ago. Um, and I met them on the plane. Then we went to the restaurant. Then we did this and they paid for me because they just thought I was just an amazing soul, you know? And I'm just unbelievably grateful for that. And I pay it forward any way I can. For business lunches, you gotta understand, like one of my students, he works, he's like a, a tech and he has to go to different hospitals and promote products. And he knows that he could get a big client. He has to take the doctor out with his wife to the most expensive restaurant and they have to pay it on the house. And, and I'm just like, okay, he has a company credit card, so he could pay it. But, oh, man, you better hope that there's a huge return on investment on this. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, in saying that, people, I'm going to hurry up. I'm going to press the audio. Then after this, we're going to go into the second audio, okay, in the next podcast and talk about hard selling. All right? So, in saying that, people, I'm going to press play. And you sit back, you relax, and get ready. Track 40. Here we go. This looks like a very nice place, Satomi. Yes, I thought you would like it. Yes, I really like the decor. Uh, could you order for both of us, Satomi? Of course. I think we could have some miso soup to start with. They do it very well here. Okay, sounds good. And then I think you should try some onagi. What's that? It's eel, grilled and served on a bed of rice. It's delicious. Mm, I'm sure it is. Uh, actually, do you think I could have a steak? Well, I'm afraid they don't serve steak here. I'll try the unagi then. Fine. Would you like some sake or would you prefer some tea? No, no. Let's have some sake. Right. Sake it is then. So this is actually a little bit hard from the perspective of the host because she took her to a Japanese restaurant that she she liked, right? But she didn't think about, like, from his perspective, oh, my God, he's from England. Why would I introduce eel to him, right? So we have to keep that in mind because you have to understand, like, if you take someone from Portugal to a sushi restaurant, and obviously, yes, I know they're in Japan. I understand that. But you have to take them to a place where there are multiple options, right? That's why it's good to know, hey, where would you like to go? This, that, you know, you know what I mean? But he was caught off guard and he's like, oh, Onagi? He was like, oh, I'm sure it is. Do they have a steak? And she said, oh, I'm afraid they don't serve steak here. And me, I would have been like, okay, is there anything else that I can have? Maybe chicken on a bed of rice, right? A bed of rice meaning like a plate of rice or whatever it is. Um, because obviously if he denies Onagi, then... Obviously, he may not like seafood. And again, you know, being from England, he probably doesn't eat ill. Like, there, but man, there are probably only like 10 people in America, 300 million people that live there that eat ill, right? If you look at, okay, the South, okay, New Orleans, they eat a lot of crab. But listen, in, in Las Vegas, in Arizona, nobody eats fish out there. 
Okay, California, maybe if you live near the beach and stuff like that. But to be honest with you, okay, Miami, any place near a body of water, okay. But other than that, in the Midlands, they don't know, they don't even know what seafood is. So you got to be careful with that, right? And so from a host perspective, again, going back to it, you got to know. And from the man's perspective, he may feel like it would be disrespectful if he said anything else instead of Onagi, you know, because again, he is probably trying to make a sale and this is over a business lunch, right? So maybe he's just like, you know what? Let me just, you know, let, let me just see how this goes. And um, what is this? Not not see how this goes, but um, what is it? Um, see if me accepting Onagi will be able to make a sale. That's what he thought. And that's what we're going to be getting into in the second part of the podcast. Coming up in a couple of days. Or maybe it's like in a, in a, in a week or so. Not exactly sure. Uh, but yeah, anyways, people, with that being said, man, thank you so much for tuning in to another wonderful ESL podcast, man. Stay tuned for more. I have so much more to come. Three more episodes, people. Three more episodes. And then we're going to be done with season, uh, oh my God, this is season seven, right? Yeah, season seven, my goodness. And then we're going to be going into season eight. So with that being said, stay tuned for more, and I'll be back over and out.